Welcome to Feeding Frenzy, a podcast brought to you by the Breastfeeding Resource Center. The BRC is a nonprofit organization in Abington, Pennsylvania. We're here to provide support on various parenting topics to help you get through the roller coaster ride of parenting. I'm your host, Colette Acker. Let's take this journey together. Welcome. Today we have an exciting guest. We have Ava Najganin, um, and she is the host of the Letdown podcast, and she has a special project she wants to tell us about, which I'm very excited to hear about. So, Ava, please introduce yourself. Tell us more about this. Well, I don't know if I want to tell exactly what it is, but this great project you have going at the University of Galway. Right. Thank you, Colette, for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here. So, yeah, uh, our great project, the big secret project that we've been working on for the last two years is a brand new breast pump, which is mimicking how the infant is suckling. So we have spent the last two years um, in a project that a research and development project where we analyzed over 120 research papers. We interviewed over 150 mothers, lactation consultants, medical professionals about how suckling actually works. And we're trying to translate that into technology. So that's what we've been working on. And we have a beautifully working prototype after two years. And we are bringing it out now. We are doing a fundraiser for it. So that's why we are kind of at the point where we wanted to spread the news, the good news that we have some something that mimics how the infant is actually suckling. Yeah, and so when I first heard about you, I'm like, great, one more breast pump. You know, like there's so many out on the market, especially in the United States, when insurance companies started covering it, everybody was making breast pumps and there's a new one on the market yeah. every minute. And it's so hard. I used to have to keep up with three. Uh, now there's a variety that our, our clients are walking through the door with. And so this is what I want to know is what makes yours different? Different. Yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? So I, I was going through the same journey, right? I was a breastfeeding mom myself. I have two sons and I always struggled with breast pumps. So I was never able to really express milk. I always experienced pain and discomfort and this kind of odd tugging, pulling sensation on my breast. So anyway, I wasn't successful with it. And then somebody was posting a um, an ultrasound video of an infant suckling on the Facebook group that I was part of. And I was looking at it thinking, that's not that's not, not what's happening in my breast pump. My breast pump is not doing that. You know, you can right. see all the tongue doing all this uh, undulating motion, that wave-like motion. And you're like, yeah, that, that's not what's happening with my breast there in the and breast pump. if you think about hand expression, it's yeah. not doing anything like what a pump is doing to you. Exactly, exactly. So it's all very different. And the more we were kind of looking at this, we realized that the entire industry, the best pump industry, is sort of established on this idea of a sucking machine. The sucking machine meaning that something that applies vacuum, and that's the only thing it does. So it applies vacuum rhythmically on your breast, 
and the vacuum pressure sucks the milk out because by the law of physics, it's going to happen to some extent. Right. But it has zero consideration of the fundamentals, the physiology, the, the, the biomechanics of actual breastfeeding, actual suckling, that interaction that's between the breast and the infant's mouth. There's just zero consideration of that. I have a, a link to a great video, which I might put in with this podcast. It's sort of an um, animated view yeah. of how babies suckle. And people may want to take a good look at that because people like me know exactly how it works. But not everyone understands the movement of the tongue and the compression. And um, so I think I might add that in so people have that view because it's really interesting. I think that's, yeah, that would be very interesting. And I think there are a few videos out there as well that moms made of their uh infant who was asleep and they had their little mouths open a little bit and and the tongue while they're sleeping they are suckling and you can see that really complex motion that the tongue is doing and it's not just like a little up and down we're talking about it's like almost like a dance like you can you know that the tongue is a very agile organ so it has muscles that are making it capable to move every which direction uh, they want it to. So it's it's the perfect or, uh, organ to kind of deliver that complex motion and sequence. So the difference between us and every single breast pump is fundamental. So you mentioned all these, that there are breast pumps coming out um, every minute. Uh, and some of these innovations are really great, say, from practic uh, practicality perspective, for example. I mean, wearable breast pumps, I think, in the last five, six, seven years have been a brilliant innovation. Like, But it still doesn't address, it's, it's, it doesn't address the fundamental old-fashioned sucking machine idea. So it's just the same idea of the technology wrapped in different kind of models that we're talking about. And what we did is to get to kind of start a brand new page, go back to the basic. What does the infant do? What is the actual physiology? What is the actual biomechanics? Because that hasn't been considered since the breast pumps became a thing. I don't know how many years ago. We were looking at the first patent from 1854. Wow. That was the first time a first patent was kind of submitted uh, for a breast pump. And then you look at the progression and you see that obviously at that time there was no ultrasound imaging. So there wasn't a clear understanding of what's going on inside the infant's intraoral cavity. And by the time that technology was available, the breast pump industry has been set. Right? right, so the, the 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 board has been set for the sucking machine, and at that point there was no interest of changing that, even though they would have had a deeper knowledge of what actually is going on. So we're stuck with this idea of the sucking machine, and we want to completely fundamentally change that. We want to rewrite the industry and <laughs> just put breastfeeding right back in its center. Right, and I think um, back in about. I think it was like 2005, there was a pump that came out uh, called the Whisperware. I don't know if you came across that in your research. I think I heard about it, yeah. Yeah, and it was a similar concept, and you wore it inside your bra. And, you know, I was so excited about this, and it did have more of a suckling rather than suck motion, but it didn't prove to work as well, so it needed a lot more... Um, I don't know, brains behind it to get it to be um, effective. But it's 
a fabulous idea. It needs to be done. The the pumps and how they work right now, you know, one pump may work well for another person and not work at all for this person. We're doing different flange sizes. We're doing, you know, we have to do all of these crazy things to make these breast pumps work for that particular woman. It should not be that hard. <laughs> because, yeah. Because we have to leave our children and go back to work at, you know, six to 12 weeks postpartum and maintain our milk production while we're away from them for half the day. So this technology is so important. And so two years, it was your, yeah. what you had to do. And what did yes. that all entail besides interviewing people? Well, it was a really long journey, obviously. So first, uh, we needed to understand suckling in itself. So that's why we started with the existing research papers. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, we kind of looked at over 120 research papers. But at the same time, I must mention that there isn't many about suckling itself. There is plenty about how uh, infants are feeding from the bottle, for example, because obviously there's a great deal of commercial drive on that aspect, but on the actual suckling, less, much less. So we started there and then we were fortunate enough with the university, through the university, which university, University of Galway has a great deal of experience of uh, bringing uh, research projects and uh, bringing them out into a medical device development route. Uh, so they have a great deal of expertise and uh, experienced team here, engineers, um, regulatory experts, medical staff. Obviously, it's linked to the university uh, hospital of Galway. So there is a great deal of access there to that knowledge. Um, so we put these experts together and we're like, right, we need to understand exactly how this is working. We identified five key, um, function that has to happen okay. for a successful, um, breastfeeding, which is latch compression sequencing. So like which part of the tongue does exactly what, at what time, yeah. what is the order of the things happening, the vacuum and the positioning. And these fives are absolutely necessary. And if, if you wonder, say, how do we know that they are all necessary? You can just think of um, a baby with a tongue tie and something like that, how much compromises the breastfeeding. So these things are super fundamentally necessary. And out of the five, the breast pumps are only operating on one, the vacuum. That's the only aspect that they have right. to, to work with. So you can see immediately how compromise the entire situation already is with breast pump. Um, so yeah, once we kind of had these five functions figured out, that was the even harder part to translate it into technology. Uh, so then it started a really long iteration process, a lot of trial and error. Yeah. We pinned down one of the functions, but then we had to kind of tweak it to be able to combine it with some, one of the other functions and make sure that they don't compromise each other and they really work together. So there was many, many iterations, a lot of different small prototypes changed continuously until we were finally able to kind of create the optimal combination of it. Um, and that's, that's, that took up two years. Um, I mean, I have heard about previous attempts, like there was this um, at MIT, I think, 
there was this conference, three-day yes. conference of making the breast pump not suck, which right. I really liked at that time when I saw it. And I was like, yes, that's it. That's it. That's what we need, needs to be done. Um, but yeah, after the two years, we realized, yeah, three days is nothing. So it's like, that's not enough or something as fundamental to be established. Yeah, um, and that's interesting because so often we're seeing changes in the breast pump, um, you know, uh, the way it looks, the way it fits, the this, that, but that, that suck, you know, we may change. Yeah. Oh, we have cycles now and stuff like that. But the suck part never changes. You're absolutely no, right. No, that doesn't change. That doesn't change. And you can see it as well in the industry how much they try to kind of relate it to the infant, you know, like all these expressions. Oh, it mimics what the infant, you know, the pattern, the rhythm pattern. Sure, it is the rhythm pattern, but nothing else, right? Yeah. So it's like it's still missing all those fundamental four aspects um yeah and... I agree. you know talking to clients when we do like identify a tongue tie and they were just like well the doctor said you know it wasn't that it was a little bit <laughs> a little bit mm -hmm. tight you know and trying to explain to them that the tongue moves in a peristaltic motion and anything compromising that is gonna uh, cause difficulties in transferring milk and so you know, creating a breast pump that mimics that is wonderful. And the next project I'd like you to work on is a bottle nipple that allows the baby to do that. And that is soft <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But that's that's another project. That's so, another project, yeah, for yeah. the other side. And you mentioned also about flange sizes and how we have to kind of accommodate uh, the existing breast pumps onto individuals. And, and that's a very good point as well, because what we found... Uh, which was a question mark at the start. If we get the if we get this suckling right, does it mean that we won't need different flange sizes? Considering that an infant, when it's newborn, has a tiny mouth, and when it's six months old, has a much bigger mouth, and still perfectly fine breastfeeding some of the same breasts. Same way, a mom could breastfeed any child with any size of mouth. So. And yeah, of course, what we found, if you follow nature's way, then this thing resolves itself as well. So the pump that we're coming up with is good for every size. It's a one size fits all because the technology itself follows what the infant is doing. Right. That makes so much sense. Um so what is your background that got you interested in this? <laughs> so my background obviously has nothing to do with this, with medical devices at all. I am coming from a uh, business background. I have a master's uh, degree in economics, and I worked in that field um, mainly with large-scale EU fund projects, project management, um, organizational development, that sort of things. Mm -hmm. So my background that relates here is becoming a mom. That was the background that was driving me and my own frustration with breast pumps uh, that was slowly driving me into this. Uh, first, it started off as an interest, as a, as a hobby to find a pump that actually does suckling. And when I realized there isn't one, then I started to dig deeper and deeper. And I was fortunate that my husband, he is in medical devices, so from the sidelines, he was keep kind of putting in some ideas and he was like, yeah, you know what, I think we should explore this a little bit. And we were able to secure a small funding to do a, a kind of proof of principle on the idea, which was um, significant enough to get the University of Galway interested. And that's how we were able to secure this two-year funding 
for a full-on project development and full-on research and development around it. So although I'm not coming from this background, I don't have medical uh, background at all, um, but yeah, I picked up a lot of knowledge on the way. And of course, I was fortunate to work with excellent experts in this field. Yeah, that's great. And having your husband, you know, I often say it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, <laughs> that that is a, was a nice stepping stone for you. So that is wonderful. And you are the second person I've interviewed who their frustration when they returned to work um, they made them, you know, gave steps towards inventing a new product. So the other one was Pippi Sips, which I think just came out um, a, a way to store your milk without having a refrigerator. And so oh, wow. it's like women who are pumping at work and getting frustrated can do amazing things. <laughs> <laughs> I love these stories. I love the story of Pampers uh, coming from a frustrated grandfather <laughs> who was a chemist and figured out a way to create the Pampers. There's another, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's in the US, but in the UK, there is a brand called Alice Kitchen, which is like a very organic kind of food um, that comes in the tub for, for babies. And that's a huge hit here. That's from a dad dad who was frustrated not having the proper organic food for her kids his kids sorry yeah it's amazing that's all it yeah. takes sometimes so we know the difference <laughs> this pump it doesn't suck it sucks yeah. and that's right and you know how do you think this will change the world for pumping families well look my my um my mission here is really to put back breastfeeding, the fundamentals of breastfeeding on the table of the breast pump industry, because I think at the moment they can, I use the words get away with not having that, but I know it's more like a historic sort of uh, circumstance that the industry developed to this direction and is not moving away from that direction. But I think once we introduce this idea of like, yeah, breastfeeding evolved over millions of years between the mom's breast and the infant's intraoral cavity. You cannot ignore that. You, you right. just cannot ignore that if you want to have uh, effective breastfeeding, you want to maintain your milk supply, you want comfort and efficiency. Like You cannot ignore that anymore. So I wanna, I'm on a mission to put that back. And if it's necessary, kind of rewrite the industry on this basis, uh, hopefully. With, I, I think it resonates with with whoever I talk to, like any mom who ever heard about this, they're like, oh my God, you know, it's like, yeah, it's it's such a fundamental, obvious thing rather, rather than fundamental, it's obvious that it would have to be uh, that way. Uh, so I'm hoping that that's going to happen and um, that in the future, that's going to be the baseline, the standard of any breastfeeding uh, or breast pump innovation that it starts from breastfeeding as opposed to coming from the idea of piston pumps and diaphragm pumps and yeah. dairy industry and whichever, wherever it came from. <laughs> the dairy industry. Our teats are a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, and yeah, and I think that this type of pump would actually feel so much better and more like a baby, which a repeated statement to me is I hate pumping and yeah. that, I haven't come across a person who's like, I love it. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I ask actually for every mom I sit down with. Like if if we talk about this, does your breast pump feel like breastfeeding? Did, you know, like did you ever consider that it doesn't feel at all like breastfeeding, and that that should be that that should be a red flag? Yeah, about absolutely. It, it seems so simple yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you see, because we don't really have any alternatives to kind of compare it to. So when you, when you don't know, you, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, right. So that's why we hope it's going to kind of create enough attraction. Because if you kind of step back a little bit and say, oh, yeah, it doesn't feel like that. Why is that? It's not okay. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So tell me about this fundraiser in August. Right. So we are running a Kickstarter campaign, which is our fundraiser to bring the pump out onto the market. So this is the Kala wearable. Oh, it's a wearable pump that we are doing, of course. So it's a Kala wearable manual pump that mimics suckling. And um, so I would encourage every mom to check it out. It's going to be open in August and September. They can get their pump. Obviously, they would have to wait a few months for to get it in their hands, but um, it's you can buy it now, pre-purchase it now through the, the fundraiser. And of course, anybody else who are watching from the sidelines and rooting for moms to kind of change their situation for moms and babies. So partners uh, who want to help, lactation consultants and who would like to see moms breastfeed longer, um, moms who struggled before and understand what new moms are going through. So we would like to encourage everyone to come pledge whatever they can to this uh, campaign, spread the word, share the Kickstarter so we can get this get this done and, you know, get going with this and yeah. change the industry on this. Get into, into the hands of women or bras of women. So it's wearable. Yeah. <laughs> it's wearable. Let's get into the bras of women. Oh, that should be the campaign title. <laughs> Where does the milk collect? Yeah, so um, it collect. So the, you will see it in the Kickstarter. So if moms okay. go into the Kickstarter, it will become obvious where it collects. Okay. Um, but if you think of the mom cozy pump and how it's like a kind of half circle or a half dome shape, it collects the same way into that half dome shape. Okay, great. And are there different levels of? Not well, it's a manual pump, so you you know whatever you feel comfortable. That's that's the level you do. So you oh, have your own control over it. So you're doing it by hand. Yeah, you're doing it by hand. Oh. So it fits in your bra. It sits in there, uh -huh. um, and you can if you compress it really hard, then you can leave it even for twenty seconds, thirty seconds to collect the milk, and then compress again, and then restart it. Some moms prefer to kind of press it more frequently. Uh, if you press it just a little bit, that's the, um, the that's the stimulation, the non-nutritive suckling, um, and it kind of produces, you know, the same level of vacuum, of course, as like all the electric pumps. So yeah, so you would have a really good suction out of it as well. So a person returning to work, would they be like, I can't use a manual pump? Will I be able to do this in a certain amount of time? And will my hand get tired? Um, yeah, like, um, the, usually it doesn't really get tired. Like moms are saying that, yeah, it's, it's easy enough. It's easy enough to use it. And because if you just compress it really well and let it go, you can leave it for like 
half a minute even. So you don't have to compress it as frequently as with other manual press pumps. Okay. And it sits inside your bra, so you can press it through uh, over your clothes, if you know what I mean. So yes. it's enough that you can press on the clothes as opposed to having to touch the actual pump itself. Great. So, yeah. And again, if moms go onto the link and watch yes. the video, uh, the Kickstarter video, it will all become clear how it works. Yeah, that is wonderful. Yeah, so I, you know, we'll have the link to your campaign and um, Lovely. hopefully Thank you. get some donations in there to get this thing on the market. Um, anything else you'd like to add? Um, I just wanted to thank you for for this opportunity because it's it's a we really need every every opportunity to, to spread the word. This is pretty much our only shot at this, so we hope to reach as many moms as we can. Do you have a funding goal? Um, we haven't pinned it down yet. Uh, what is going to be the funding goal? But we know that we will have enough pumps uh, available beyond the funding goal so if moms see that oh my god we reached the goal can i still get pumps there is another additional good amount of pumps available for them so even if they see that the goal was reached i think the kickstarter sort of kind of gives an indication whether the goal has been reached or not you can still secure your pump over there okay well this sounds <laughs> wonderful thank you so much for joining us and i i i can't wait to see the results <laughs> Thank you so much. I much appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Feeding Frenzy. The BRC is a nonprofit organization committed to providing expert clinical and educational breastfeeding services. Find out more about us at breastfeedingresourcecenter.org.